0: Hey friends, we're so glad that you've chosen to tune into this podcast from Revival Fires today. We pray that this message brings you closer to Jesus. We'd love to host you at our regular Sunday morning meetings, 10:30 a.m. in Dudley. Also check out our website for our upcoming events. We look forward to welcoming you to our next event. All right, here we go. Here is the message. Created a way to the Father. He gave us free access to his son, Jesus. And through the forgiveness of sin, Jesus, we sang it this morning, crossed the great divide. And because that happened once and for all, it's very easy for us to recreate a position where we've got a great divide in our life. But I believe that Jesus today is stepping into the room. And he is crossing the great divide, the chasm that you've created in your own mind, in your own life, in your own relationships. And he is coming, like the word we had this morning, like John 10.10, to bring life in all of its abundance. Tomorrow, of course, but today, definitely. So I believe that you can live a life full of favor, full of freedom, following the plan and purpose that God has for you it's a supernatural life. It's a supernatural life of his presence. And I just want to jump into um, Jeremiah 33. And this is, um, I've got a lot of scripture for you. And I'm trialing with um, my good friend, Pauline. Thank you, Pauline. She said, um, we've been trying for about seven months to have a practice, preach. And she said, I think I think we can do it, Anna. I think you're ready. So uh, let's hope I'm ready to to stick to the scriptures. But I think she'll probably be uh, more uh, ready for that than I. So Jeremiah 33.3, call to me and I'll answer you. I'll tell you great and unsearchable things you don't know. Nevertheless, I'll bring health and healing. Who needs that today? (laughs) Loads of us. Good. I will heal my people. I'll let them enjoy abundant peace and security. Who needs that? I'll bring Judah and Israel back from captivity. I'll rebuild them as they were before. I'll cleanse them from their sin. They have uh, committed against me and I'll forgive all their sins of rebellion. Then this city will call, sorry, this city will bring me renown. Yes. It will bring me joy. It will bring me praise and honor before all nations on earth that hear of all the good things that I will do for it, they will be in awe and they will tremble at the abundant prosperity and peace I will provide for it. I will restore and I'll have compassion. That's the very last verse of Jeremiah 33. To me, that is what the favor of the Lord does you see there's a sense of health and healing, there's a sense of the rebuilding, a sense of cleansing, a sense of his name bringing renown? That all the good things that we hear about, and that was the very reason I started with the overflow and the testimony of what God is doing in our days. God has promised us abundant peace and prosperity, and Jesus is calling us into a life of overflowing. I've written a tiny word here. Unmerited grace and unmerited favor. Even um, this morning, I was talking to Ryan. I I don't know if you know like us super well, but I'm the chatterbox. So he often will say, do you want me to listen or do you want to talk? And I'll say, can you just listen? And so we'll have like a whole thing about, (laughs) and then um... (laughs) the other morning he woke up uh, really early, uh, which if you know about us, I'm just going to be honest. Do you like my stories? Okay, that's fine. Um, so I love waking up early. I love waking up super early when no one else is awake. But I'm not that great if I've done an early morning. I won't be great like past nine o'clock at night. So we just, my daughter came in the other morning and I was downstairs pouring coffee or doing something. And she's like, mom, did you know? You are way more fun in the mornings. I was like, oops, thank you and sorry. Um so there's that. <laughs> so Jesus is coming into our lives to bring us a life of unmerited grace and of favour. Uh, when I was asking the Lord how he would restore today, uh, I, I saw him taking your limitations off you, taking the impossible ruler, taking the I know I'll be good if eyes off me, off you. Just smashing the ceiling that you've set for yourself and that you've set for others. Before Christmas, thanks love, before Christmas um, we were in a, a phase or a phrase it was both actually that I called the days of deliverance and um, personally I was praying and fasting there was a lot of people praying around us and I just believed that we were about to step into what I'm now calling because isn't it nice to call days something like Monday Tuesday Wednesday they keep coming but like I love to name the days so right now we're in days of awe and wonder do you like that? So we've been in the days of deliverance and the reason that um, we were able to launch the deliverance school, deliverance track, where so many people came. And if you weren't in the room on Thursday, you need to be in the room on Thursday, Thursday at seven. I don't know how you're taking notes. Some of you are, but can you write somewhere? Be at church Thursday at seven. Okay. Yep. I just told you to be somewhere on a certain day. Um, And so as we enter into these days of deliverance, uh, sorry, as we've come through these days of deliverance as a whole church, that's how, um, if you just see it as like an arrowhead, as a spearhead, there's been... um Pulling the leadership a remnant is a weird analogy, but just see it. Just going forward and breaking through into the next so that you all can step through and we can um, attend to these days of wonder and awe as one. So be there Thursdays, deliverance school. You know I love my announcements, so I'll I'll pepper a few in. What is a favor? I'm going to tell you what worldly favor is so that you can start to acknowledge where you've seen worldly favor and the desire for favor in your life so that you can create a new, um, a new construct, a, a new way of understanding the favor of God. I see you all as containers this morning and it's almost as though there's a sifting going on. <laughs> Um, there's a sifting going on so that the things that you've held as true up till now can be sifted away so that the power of the Holy Spirit can come and he can bring and breathe in the favour of God in the way that is biblical and is the way of the Spirit of God. Are you ready for that? Worldly favour. Oh yeah, this one. This is it. It sounds like doing me a favour. So who's the one who gets something out of it? Me. Me. Um, we're having some building work, a really tiny amount. I know there's people who are having massive building works going on, but we're having a very small thing. It's probably all I can cope with, isn't it, Ryan? A small distraction, small disruption in my life. Um, and our builder said to us, we'll look after you. You've, you've made that phrase, or I'll look after you, or I'll take care of you. We're still paying. I don't know. When someone said to me at a meal, like, oh, I've got this. I'll look after you. I always thought that meant they were paying. Well, that's what I say to people. and There's no surprises here. Anyway, we're still paying for this, and we're really thankful for the grace that they're looking after us. But um, worldly favor looks like a deal or a debt. Like, oh, you do that. I'll do this. Do you see it? it's like a bargain? Have you got any of those outstanding? They don't feel good. It feels like, oh. Got to pay that back. I've got to, oh, they've done a good deed to me. I better do a good deed to them. It's not because you want to, it's because you have to. Get it? So, um, free stuff. We often think, oh, I'm walking in favor. I got something free. Like, I got a free carrier bag at Aldi, or like, I got something, I don't know. Can we just bust that myth of like, it has to be free and cheap and tacky? My father owns how many hills? All, All of them. All My father in heaven owns how many cattle on how many hills? He's hidden diamonds in the rock, minerals in rocks in nations that are still awaiting to be found. He created the most complex system, which we call a brain, that still scientists and neurologists have not yet fully understood yet. So why am I thinking a free, tinsy tiny carrier bagger? Don't worry, I've got that. Like, yeah, thanks for your 5P generosity. So church, I just want to... Um, I just really want you to shake out of the shell of free stuff is favor. It is, but it's not complete. Okay. Are you ready to come with, with me on a journey and to see what the favor of God is? Are you ready to break off the shell of what you've heard as um, what you've decided favor could be and to step into the new that God has for you? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm going to tell you a few stories about marriage. I've always resisted doing this because I wasn't married long enough. That was my first one. You know, and like, uh, it's Jeremiah. He says like, oh, but I'm not old enough. How can I do this? And so I've always gone, oh, God, I can't. I can't tell the stories because I've not been married enough, um, long enough, uh, because I'm not perfect enough. Well, I never will be. All um, All the reasons. Anyway, we're nearly 20 years married. And I always told myself, when we're 20 years married, I'll start telling the story. So I've lived in my own ungodly belief of not telling you anything until now. <laughs> so nearly 20 years. When we were talking about um, breaking off our shell, I said to Ryan, what would you be if you had to break out of your shell um, for what God has for you? What animal, would, well, what thing would you be? What thing? And of course, he said an animal. And um, he said... A languistine. I was like, oh yeah, okay, like a prawn. You snap it open so that you can get the flesh out. Anyway, I don't know if you'll be able to guess this, but I said I'd like to be a chocolate minstrel, because then you can break out of the shell, and then there's the nice chocolate inside. So you can see our personalities are different, and we complement each other like the best, and I love them so much, and have always have, and we always will, and that is the joy of walking together in marriage. There's favour there. Favour for marriage. I've got more to say on this, but favor for marriage, to love the people you are in your home with. There's nothing greater because otherwise it's difficult and hard and, oh, yeah. Come on Thursday if you want some more of that freedom. Biblical favor, favor with God. Favor with God can also be called grace. His favor lasts a lifetime. You know, you can grow in favor with God. You can grow in favor with men, just like Jesus did, just like his mother Mary did. You know, in scripture and through the um, understanding of the word favor, we get to see favor is acceptance. Acceptance by God, acceptance by those around you. Favor is approval. Favour is his goodness. Favour is his good pleasure over your life. Favour means you do receive preferential treatment. You can look into the story of Esther there, can't you? You can't earn favour, but you can serve the Lord and receive favour as your reward. And what I want us to get to is that favor it's not it's not common favor is supernatural there is a spiritual grace of the favor of the lord and it's not for our own personal gain or profit you know paul uh, p r o f i t um Paul often in the Bible will talk about it's not, not for my gain, not for my profit, not for my reward, but for the reward of Christ. And we sit, fix our eyes on him, the author and the perfecter of our faith. And it is the race that we win that then we receive the crown, that we continue to persevere, to press in, to push through so many situations. And I'm we only know a few of your situations. Your life group leaders know, our pastoral care and prayer team know, but what, God knows about your life, He wants to bring the fullness of His favor. He wants to surround you. He wants to run after you so that you too can be like in Luke 2 uh, 52, one who grows in favor with God and with man. You know, you're walking in favor when, can I give you some examples from the Bible? You know, you're walking in favor when it's not always smooth sailing. You know, people who tell me, and then I got saved, and then everything changed, and then it was smooth sailing from there on. I'm like, I'm still waiting for the ah, uh, 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 then. Because as Christians, our walk is that we will experience the goodness, the favor, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But because we live in this realm as um, spiritual beings, we also face the adversary, although he's not mighty. And so with God, we are able to accomplish all that God has for us. But there must also be a sense of the the battle that belongs to the Lord, that he has asked and invited us to partner with him, to pursue and overcome and overtake all that God has for us. So you're walking in favor when... (laughs) You see supernatural increase in your life. That's in Genesis 39, and we'll come to that story just now. You're walking in favor when there's restoration of things that have been stolen. Exodus 3.21. You're walking in favor when you're honored in the midst of an adversary. Exodus 11.3. You're walking in favor when there's an increase and spiritual authority for territory. That's where we are as a church right now. You're walking in favor when there's recognition when it was least likely to be you. You see that in 1 Samuel sixteen twenty two, The least and the lowest, the most unlikely, is chosen and brought. Uh, I think he was out treading, pressing grain somewhere, doing donkey work. And he was brought right before into the place of anointing. You're walking in favor when there's prominence and, pre- and you are preferred and brought into the place before a king like in Esther three 17. Shouldn't have been her. She was an orphan, yet Mordecai, the, the, the purposes of God, brought Esther right front and center into the place. And if it wasn't for her, then there would not have been salvation for the Jews, you know, with the story of Haman. You're walking in favor when <laughs> you're victorious in the midst of battle. Are you walking in favor? Are there elements that you're acknowledging? This looks like favor and I didn't even see it. Who's that? Okay, you're in favor. More of you are walking about to step into the favor of God. So favor is our inheritance. In John three, in John 1, 16, it says, Out of his fullness we've received all grace in place of grace already given. So that's the pouring out of favor and grace over and over again. Oh, favor adds and favor saves. Let's have a look in Acts 2. Um, every day they continued to meet together. We've done a lot of meeting together, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily of those who were being saved. So as we gather around the presence, we're creating a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit to come and dwell. There's a dwelling place right now in the room. Your heart, as Ryan has already said, as the worship has already broken us into this place, your heart is a landing place for the Spirit of God. Put your hand on your heart even now. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge that you're in the room. We acknowledge presence of Jesus, that you're walking among us. And that, Father, you have places of favor that you want to make us aware of and you want to lead us to. Continue to do this work in Jesus' name. Then you'll see in Acts 7.46, it's the retelling of David and Solomon rebuilding the temple. It remained in the land until the time of David, it being the temple, who enjoyed God's and they enjoyed God's favor and asked that he might provide a dwelling place for God of Jacob. Uh, and then we, we learn that heaven is God's throne and earth is his footstool. Imagine a grandfather. I don't have any, any. Oh, no, I really don't have any. Not on my side, not on Ryan's side anymore. It happens, doesn't it? It's so sad. Imagine a grandfather sitting back, reclining with his feet on the footstool. Heaven is the throne in that situation. We can see it as our father now. Earth is the footstool. That is the place where the feet of the father are reclining. Can you put yourself in a reclining, restful position if you're all het up and anxious about the world? No. Father's not anxious about a thing. Our Father in heaven is a good Father who has good gifts. Um, you'll see um, in James 1.17, our Father is a good Father and every perfect gift from above comes down from the Father of lights who does not change in shifting shadows. That means that even when you're having your very worst day, even when you are the other side of the phone helping someone you love very much about have their very worst day, Father is still on the throne. His feet are still on earth, which is a Footstool. As soon as we start to take the Father, God, in heaven, whatever view you have of him, however he wants to reveal himself to you, I call him Father because that is his name. I know people call him all different kinds of names, but in my Bible, I'm seeing that he is my good father. And that is what he is. I don't call him dad because that's not his name. I have already one of those on this earth, but I call him father because his name is revered. His name is holy. And so I use that name to give him his authority in my life. Do you get that? And so while he sat on the throne, whatever's happening at this level, we have to remember it's his footstool. And so when we're reclining, when you're pulling out your footstool and kicking back a little bit, remind yourself, this is how Father is. He's aware of everything. And yes, he sends his angel armies to fight on your behalf. So Father invites us to walk with him. He sent his son Jesus to make a way We've already, we've already said it. I've already said it. But to cross that great divide. And I just want to address something. So often we can get so caught up in our own sin that we forget to understand the sanctification that Jesus has done. Let me tell you. We see Adam and Eve in the garden and we can get so fixated upon that tree. Their sin. Original sin. Oh, if it wasn't for Adam, if it wasn't for Eve, if it wasn't for the snake, if it wasn't for... Well, there would always be something if it wasn't them. <laughs> I asked that question very early on when I was younger. Um, my parents were like, well, if it wasn't Adam, it was Eve, it wasn't this, it was that. It was. It would have been someone. And if it wasn't anyone up till now, it would have been me. So let's put ourselves there, okay? Thank you, Adam and Eve, for taking it. So we see this tree, not the not the tree of the fruit of knowledge of good and evil over and over again and we can continue to pick that tree out of eden and continue to put it into our, our future don't do that because we are continuing to remember the sin an original sin but yet we will all have fallen short and it was jesus who took our sin upon a tree which we call the cross and there it was nailed for us to what bear it no more So as soon as we focus on the original tree and forget about the tree of Calvary, do you see the disconnect? Do you see that you're creating a chasm that can become far too wide to cross? There's freedom for that today. There's freedom for those of you who are holding your sin as the most important thing or someone else's sin as the most important thing. And that means that you've fallen out of favor because you can't see favor because all you're holding is something in front of you. Do you want freedom from that? Yes. Yes. So Jesus made a way. We saw in Luke 15, the favor of a father, a father who's not a taskmaster, but he is a good, good father. He is kind and he's full of favor. Favors are inheritance we are to be added to. We read it already in Scripture. That's what Father wants to add to us. You've seen the adding to our children, our youth. You've seen adding to various opportunities here in um, church. The people come in and when they come and serve on various teams and they, they say this thing, don't they, Ryan? Don't they, Mom? It's so busy here. Like we know. <laughs> You come on a Tuesday, we've got our migrant groups. You come on a Wednesday, we've got our our community groups. You come on Thursdays and we have our ESOLs. You come on Friday and that's when this place gets turned around, back ready for a Sunday to start all over again. And it is such a joy to see the favor of God increasing um, who. Who he's adding to us, and so that we can be people who release the presence of God. And so this is quite quite a heart message that I want you to really understand before the rest of the year goes on. This this month has been a month where we've wanted you to be grounded, rooted and grounded in the love of God, to be restored to relationship, to be restored to your original intent, to be restored to your father, and now to be restored in favor. I can tell you so many stories about those who've walked with favor with God and man. And um, you'll see there's... I wrote so many down. But basically, all you need to do is just read every page of the Old Testament and then the pages in the New Testament. But I I noticed um, specific people. And some of these will, will, like come as a light bulb to you and our people online and we really want you to hold on to that person's name so that you can look them up and you can take this into your week to study a life of favor because this is what holy spirit does people say to us how do you read the word?" and we just keep reading until we see the spirit of god pull out his holy marker pen it's probably purple holy marker pen and then highlight it and say stick around this understand this Uh, figure this out with me come let me show you my secrets And so we'll see there was Enoch, there was Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Laban, Esau, Moses, Naphtali, uh, Joshua, Ruth, Samuel, David, Joab, never heard of this one, but I must have read it, Hadad, and then David. But where I want us to land is the story of Joseph. You can turn with me to Genesis 37. Stories from Genesis thirty-seven. Then we'll go to thirty-nine, and we'll end off on Genesis fifty. Church has so much favour for freedom in this room. I'm getting like, shall we just launch ministry, or shall I just tell you the story? Tell you the story. Um, so you can see here that we, as we track this journey with Joseph, you'll see that. Um I'm just going to give you the run through for time's sake but track this uh, Ryan I'll put the, the photo of this note on uh Insta for us a bit later or some someone on it someone will do it you'll see that Joseph he takes a journey first of all he's sold by his siblings second of all his devoted dad is like losing his mind cuz he's returned with the multicolored uh, dream coat that's been smeared with blood the brothers pop the the well, the most favorite brother. We all know what it's like to be a favorite. Uh, Put the favorite brother into a pit who then got sold by slaves, um, picked up by slaves. So then he was purchased by Potiphar. And it was in that place where Joseph's hopes and dreams, like he was a massive dreamer. The, the, The grain... Everyone bowing to him, the cows, the lean cows, the fat cows. Like, follow the dreams of uh, Joseph. I know there's some of you who love dream interpreting. And you do this. You tell me how it's going. So he's he's been sold. He's, uh, his dad's losing his mind. He's been purchased by Potiphar. And the reason he's purchased by Potiphar is for this. It was all part of God's original plan for his life. Hmm, I have to go through hard things? Watch this. Genesis 39 When his master heard the story, uh, sorry, 39 verse 20, Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. Confined in a place? Something feels too small for you? Favor's about to flow, watch this. But while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him. Who's in a prison? Who's imprisoned in place? Who's captive to something that you know you just have to break through until the shell, whichever concept you've got for that, breaks free? And it is the Lord who comes and sends all oh, his freedom to you. The Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of a prison warden. Unlikely, unlikely places, unlikely favor. So the warden... Joseph, in charge of all those held in the prison, straight up to management, straight up to looking after others who found themselves in that place. <laughs> he was made responsible for all that was done there. He was given like a double whammy promotion on day one in the prison. The warder paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success <laughs> in all that he did and whatever he did. The place you find yourself in, where you've been purchased or where you've been, because we're not really into that in this day and age, but we do give away parts of our peace. We give away our love. We give away our affection. We give away what was meant for God's plans and purposes. And so in giving away... Peace, rest, joy, all the fruits of the Spirit, all the, the gifts of the Spirit, by giving that away, it's as though you, you count it as nothing because somebody else can take it and there's no cost there. Does that make sense? So purchased by Potiphar. then there's a scandal and a scream and the whole thing with Potiphar's wife, there's so much blame, there's so much deceit. And yet, Genesis 39:11, the Lord is still faithful. And he redeems him from that curse. And then we see there's a continued prison in an unfamiliar place. And then what does Joseph get into? He starts doing some dreaming in a dungeon. Then he moves on. He's not just dreaming anymore. He's dream interpreting in a dungeon for the the chiefs, the, the kings. Oh, let's take that to Joseph. Oh, we've got another query. Let's take that to Joseph. Oh, there's another query. Oh famine's coming I wonder I wonder who we should ask Joseph I wonder how we can get out of this mess Joseph I wonder how Joseph What I'm beginning to plant in your hearts by the Spirit of God is a can-do, can-ask-God attitude. Instead of, all of this has happened to me. I don't see much of that, though, I'll be honest with you, church. You are very for the presence and the power of God. Um, Instead of, woe is me, we are saying, yes, it could be me through the power that God has put inside of me. And then we see at the very end of uh, Genesis... There's a redemption story. I know I've just done like a speed through that story. There's so much more. Genesis 50, verse 19, and then this is the very end. He's restored to relationship with his brothers, you know, after the whole, like, silver cup that was put in the bag that brought them back. Like, the whole thing is going on and on and on. And then at the very end of Joseph's father's life, Joseph said to them, you know, the family this is, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? What you intended to harm me, God intended to do me good, to accomplish what is now being done for the saving of many lives, so then... Don't be afraid. I'll provide for you and your children. He reassured them and spoke kindly to them. When I was talking to you about what favor was, a word spoken in kindness is the easiest way we can activate uh, favor in these days a word spoken with kindness. One of my team came to me and said a few weeks, a few months ago, it was last year, came to me and she said, "Um, I'm really struggling with a verse in the Bible. I can do everything. I was like, this is amazing. She can do everything. She said, but I just can't love my enemies. And Jesus is asking me to love my enemies. She's like, everything else I seem to have got, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. But that... That seems too hard. And then we just began to talk that even in our unsaved condition, Jesus still loved us. Um, and it was as though there was, I've had that revelation because I'm so thankful for the cross. There's not a day goes by when I don't thank Jesus for what he did so that I could have freedom today and every day. Um, so I'm so thankful for that. So because I knew, even oh, Jesus even says in New Testament, um, knowing what was in the heart and mind of man. He still came. So don't be writing yourself off with any of like what you can't do. He knew already. <sighs> and that means that when that shell's gone, that outer crust that was no good for anybody, we can be who God has called us to be today. Amen? Oh, come on. Isaac. Do you need to stand? Okay. <laughs> okay. Amen? <laughs> so how do we walk in favor? By knowing that we are his favorite. Can I make you say three words? I am God's favorite. I am God's favorite. Say it again. I am God's favorite. It's super conceptually hard to grasp this. We have three children who we love equally and absolutely with all of our hearts and they've asked us as you probably have already asked a parent am I your favorite or is that one well certain things look do look like the, the weighing scales tip doesn't it like they're really good at this oh they're the favorite well anyway maybe that's why we wanted three instead of an even number so that it couldn't be so <laughs> I'm a child I've got one sister um, and so when we're trying to work out how does God see me as his favorite we have to see it from that perspective as he's our heavenly father I have nine nieces and nephews all across the world, which is a joy. Is any of them my favorite? No, I love them all. They're all my favorite. Hey, Willow. But is there some of them that I see more frequently than others? You'll see where I'm going. The proximity, the relationship, showing up for birthday parties, hearing their football goals, hearing what they're reading, hearing what they love, what they don't love. That could look like favor, but actually it's being known and walking with them and understanding and loving their life. Do you get that? So I had some stories of favor Which i have to say for another day, because God wants to really show you how to follow him in favor. He wants to show you how you can step into a life of favor. And I still see that favor as a cloud descending all across this room. And so it's going to be a really powerful ministry time. So um, the the verse I want you to hold in your mind is um, Ephesians 3 verse 20. And I'm going to read from the Amplified because it amps it up. And I think we need this uh, as we go into these days ahead. Uh, Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able, that's God, to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, immeasurably more than we can ask, that we can dare ask or think infinitely beyond our greatest prayers. And we've got some great prayers. Infinitely beyond our greatest hopes or dreams, according to his power that's at work within us. Can we just read this? We'll read it off the screen. Ready, study, go. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. What have you been asking for? That question woke me up a few How many days are we? 27? 28. About three weeks ago, God said, Anna, you've stopped asking. I was terrified. I was literally terrified because that's really bad. But I was realizing that I'd stepped into a season of unmerited, unprecedented favor in the Lord that I'd dreamed of, but I never imagined right now. When there is just so much but I know we're headed into ministry but I'm just going to tell them anyway you want to know you want to know what this favour looks like it looks like the council coming to us and sitting in meetings and them saying we've never seen a breakthrough in 12 years on Wolverhampton Street do you know which street you're on right now? Wolverhampton Street I got up to her at the end so we had that sorry I'll tell you that one the second one was we saw one of our precious friends uh, Luke and Sophie Sophie come through the battle of cancer and be. she's carrying a baby So that is favor. We have prayed that we would be a cancer-free zone. It's happening. It's happening in our day. Land, um, healings. People have received financial breakthroughs, not just a free bag from LD, but they've stepped into um, financial favor that has changed the trajectory for their life. There has been battles and HR issues that people have been facing that are finally, the bondage is over and there is a new day coming. And um, marriages, that lost wedding ring that got found, I see that as such a a redemptive picture of of what God is doing with us as his bride, as a church, and also with actual marriages in this land. So when I had all those testimonies within me, you can imagine that when I'm in conferences or seminars or questions or places, I've got as much energy as I have and... um, So I was sitting and listening and asking God, when do I speak? Because the Anna you see right now is the Anna everywhere. I'm not two different people. I can only be this one. I lined up with my true self. Thank you, God. He asked me to be me. And I said, yes. (laughs) You can do that too. There's favor for that. Um, (laughs) I said at the end of a meeting, and there was so much discussion. They were like, so we're really going to need a really big room on Wolverhampton Street. And I thought... Oh, I've got one of those. I've got one of those. What is it we can provide for you? Well, we need everybody, every resident from Wolverhampton Street to come in. I was like, so that they can accept like that they're welcome and they're always invited to this building on Wolverhampton Street. Yeah, I said my building's a church. Everybody's welcome here to receive the power of God. Oh, thanks Anna. We'll consider that. They've considered it. It's a yes. The next part of that conversation <laughs> I'm going to need your help. You can jo- join me on this favor journey. The second part of that was at the end when the counselor, um, Kathy Baton, who is a wonderful woman, um, I've worked with her for many years, and I said to her, how do we pray? And she said, what do you mean? I said, well, you told us that 12 years and the stats are looking worse. Duh, 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 duh. I hate stats that look worse. I can only imagine, like I ask, think and imagine for all that God has. It can only get better in God. Uh, but I accept the reality. And then that's how we can use the power of God to transform that current reality into the eternal promise that he has right now. And so I said, well, can I tell you a story? And I told her about Luke and Sophie's miracle. Her eyes were beaming. I said, do you know that was Jesus who did that? He. We can pray for People and we're seeing miracles in our day. She said, Well, I don't really know how you could write this down. I said, However you say it, however it sounds, God hears our prayers. She's like, Well, it would sound like this. And she began to tell me prayer pointers for the land, the Wolverhampton Street land, up and down this path that needs to be transformed by the power and the might of the Lord Jesus Christ. So when I told you I was terrified that I was uh, by the voice of the Lord saying, what are you asking? And I was saying, I haven't got anything to ask because we're here. Everything's good right now. I began to ask. I began to ask. I began to think. I began to imagine. I began to ask the Lord, could you do this? I began to think about what it would look like. I began to imagine. And you might be thinking, oh, but Anna, my life isn't that exciting. Well, your life is your life. So you get to choose what you make it. But when you have got the asking, the thinking, the imagination, Imagining, did he not say he is more than able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than you ask, think or imagine? Infinitely beyond your greatest prayers, hopes and dreams. According to what? Our power? No. The power that's within us. So God responds to our ask. And I want to talk to those of you who feel like you've run out of favor, or favors run away from you. It could look like a long wait. It could look like disappointment. It could look like disappointment with God, and that's something we want to tear down in the spirit. It could look like God not doing what you've been imagining him to do, because he's behind the scenes preparing our good, good father in James 1. He's preparing even more than this for you. Those of you who've seen no fruit, it's time for a root check. Read it. What Jesus says, go to the root. Take an ax if you need to. Go to the root. See what's beneath. Delay. The long delays where you've either been a procrastinator or someone else has been procrastinating and and causing you to come to a favor block. Or you've been waiting for a sign. (laughs) I need a sign that says this. This is your sign. Do you get that? Anyway, this is your sign that favor starts today. And I just encourage you, ask the Lord, what is this stronghold over my life? What is it that has been tormenting me so that I can't step into favor? Because I believe that favor is released today in our midst. So if you've been stuck in a cycle, if you've been stuck in an unending loop that you just cannot get out of, favor breaks cycles. Let me tell you how. Oh, it's because unforgiveness creates a block. So when we come to Jesus, I'm going to give you four steps to follow his favor. The first one is come to Jesus. Come and confess who and what you've done wrong. You've told, you tell him your sin and how you've got stuck. And then, number three, you begin to walk with Jesus. Your time reading your words, your time uh, spent in prayer, your time with your life group, your time um, in church. They're just coming up to minister to you because we really are moving into ministry. So the first is coming to Jesus. That's how we can follow the favor of Jesus. When we come into that place of love, the second is confessing our sin and where we've been stuck. The third is walking with Him. And the fourth is asking for favour and not doing it in our own strength. Thanks for listening. Stay connected, be resourced and equipped by subscribing to our YouTube channel, our podcast channel, and following us on social media at Revival Fires on Instagram and Facebook. If you've been impacted by this ministry, why don't you consider investing and sowing a gift? Visit our website for details on how to give.